Hey everybody, it's your pal Dan here. Um, so this is kind of an interesting, different style of episode for us. So back in uh, back in June of this year, uh, I went to hang out with Ben for a couple of days, and we played through the Scarlet Keys uh, using real physical cards. Uh, had a great time, and we kind of like recorded just a short little audio uh, log before and after each scenario, talking about. Um, the scenarios while they were still fresh in our minds and also talking about a bunch of other completely uh, unimportant nonsense that had nothing to do with the campaign. So hope this is fun. Um, go ahead and listen to it. Uh, if you like this, let us know, post a comment somewhere because I, I, I thought this was kind of fun. We could definitely do this again next time we do a campaign, uh, maybe at Arkham Knights or something, we could do something like this. So yeah, let us know what you think. Anyway, uh, here it is. Also, please uh, forgive the the even worse than normal audio quality. Uh, we were recording this in like a notes app on my phone. We recorded a couple of the segments outside. So hopefully you can hear it and, uh, you know, just just take it as it is. Anyway, enjoy. Mr. Pop Dark And the little birds are nasty And I listen to them too There's two lonesome people in the whole wide world That's me and the man in the moon Hello, uh, Ben and I are here. It's it's Dan. We are about to play through uh, the Scarlet Keys, which we should come up with some kind of goofy nickname for this campaign, maybe before we're done with it. Um, we're about to play with actual physical cards in the great state of New Jersey, the Garden State. Um, I don't know if it's great, but I live here. <laughs> okay. Oh. Ben Ben's two cats just had a little fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Anyway, so what are Ben? Ben, what are you? What are you expecting out of the Scarlet Keys run? How, how's this going to go? They send something ominous in the air. Yeah. Um, I know it's fine. Uh, this is only this is our second time playing it. Uh, there's still two scenarios we haven't done yet, so hoping to hit those up. We we played we've played once before on Tabletop Simulator. The videos are on YouTube. We're not sure if we're actually going to upload this or just use it for our own notes. So if you're hearing yeah. this, it means we decided to make an episode out of it or something. Somehow. Um, I, I think spoiler alert. So far, our take on the Scarlet Keys is kind of like mixed to like we're not crazy about it. It's interesting in some ways, but we have some notes. Yeah, kind kind of mid. I don't know. We'll, yeah. Uh... We, we have some so we have some concerns but we're excited to play it with real cards and see if we have a different also like now that we kind of know how it works like we played it once maybe we can have a better experience with it you know yeah, we'll play on standard so yeah it might, it might be a little less painful we're, we're playing on standard so we're going to try to get through it pretty quick we, we have basically one weekend to do this we're gonna you know play play through it so that we can kind of like talk about it on on an episode of, of the show and um we're playing uh we're playing agnes and zoe which are two characters that we've already played like a thousand times, but we, we're hoping this will be a good team. Um, I'm going to try the Runic Axe. It's not, you know, it, it is a pretty standard tool in 1920s kitchens, so I think Zoe will do well with it. We'll see how it goes. What, yeah, but what, uh, you know, like uh, psychologically, spiritually, metaphorically, what are, what, are you, what are you hoping to get out of this playthrough? Uh, I'm ho- hoping to have a, have a fun time. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think we're going to skip reading most of the story text out loud. I might let you read it to myself. Okay. So maybe we'll figure out what's going on in this campaign, but probably not. Maybe, maybe not. Let's, let's find out. So we'll, we'll check back in. We'll do these notes probably like before and after each scenario, and uh, we'll, we'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Pardon me, pretty baby. Is it yes? Is it no? Is it maybe? Pardon me, pretty baby. Don't I look familiar to you? Oh, come on. 
get acquainted. There's a bench in the park newly painted. Great idea, honey, ain't it? Well, at least it's something to do. Was it summer when I met you? Was it underneath the moon? Was it All right, we just finished the first scenario, Riddles and Rain in Foggy London Town. Um, ben, what were your what were your impressions of this scenario? Uh, it was okay. Uh, I mean, it's kind of just introducing you to like the concealed mechanic, basically. Yeah, it's like a pretty normal beginning of of campaign scenario, and yeah, we have to deal with concealed stuff, right? Yeah, it w- wasn't too difficult for a team. Um, it I has like, like, those weird like test five tests, which is kind of weird for a first scenario, but otherwise, yeah. Fine. But those are those are optional, right? You don't have to do that. I mean, I guess I technically survived with only one damage, but some of that was dynamite inflicted. So. I had a lot of horror on me, but again, <laughs> yeah, again, we kind of played pretty aggressively with it. It was you draw hunt, hunting horror like four times. That was I, really funny. I, yeah, the peril that does... I drew. I drew reality pinch twice pretty quickly. That was very annoying. Definitely yeah, the, hate that card. The hollow mechanic. Maybe we just didn't draw those encounter cards. It didn't doesn't do much in this one. I guess there's the one thing you take a damage in a horror if you have like a matching one. Oh yeah but i feel like there's already a couple of so we already had a moment where we we had three concealed cards and we got the right one on the first try yeah just out of pure luck so it's, i feel like it's we get that a lot and it's always great yeah um i feel like we kind of had exactly enough clue cards to get enough clues like we didn't really have any to spare but it worked okay yeah my two of mine got eaten and uh, yeah but yeah we're, we're, we're talking this one was okay, you know. That's fine. Pretty, pretty standard scenario. Not, not I, I definitely crazy. like. I was in a. The horror was getting scary. I feel like once you get gearish and I get maybe like um, Peter, things will get better. Yeah. Um, um, and we got we got a delve off, so we got six XP, right? Yeah, we got six XP. I feel like that's pretty good for Scarlet Keys. That would be kind of kind of mid for any other campaign, but yeah, I don't know. But good good normal scenario, right? Yeah. All right. Um, anything else we should figure out? Did, did you decide what we're doing from here? Uh, we're going to Istanbul again for, okay. for a second scenario. Are we taking a train? Uh, probably. We went to Moscow, then Constantinople, then Alexandria. I mean, it's, so. yeah, it's nineteen twenty something. We're not so. taking like a hovercraft, right? It's probably it's probably it's probably a train. But yeah. that's that's awesome. That's so. great. Yeah, good stuff. We're out. All right, so we're we're about to start the third scenario, dealings in the dark. What the second scenario you could call it even? Oh, this is uh, yeah. Sorry, second one. Second yeah, one. The the three the three interludes in between didn't actually count as a scenario. Mm, mm, um, mm. Yeah. So we're, this is the one um, we we talked to the lady and we can agree to help hang out with her, or you can lie to her, or you can just say now nah, we'll do our own thing, and we're like wandering around the bazaars or something. I think is this one. It's been a while since we played. I have no memory of the scenario whatsoever. There's cultists here, and they're being spooky. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. I guess. Let's see just how spooky they are. Yeah. Um. Anything? I. Yeah. Our, we upgraded our decks. We did, did normal deck stuff, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing too exciting yet. I, I do have Runic Axe in my deck, but I haven't started upgrading yet. So maybe later it'll be cool. Well, stay stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Any anything else to say? No, I don't, I don't. I don't have anything. All right, here we go.
Okay, we just finished the second scenario, which I've already forgotten the name of, but it was the one in Istanbul. It's Dealings in the Dark. Dealings, dealings in the Dark. And we, we, we won it. We did pretty well. We had some time left at the end. Yeah. We got all the victory, although there was one location that we didn't we didn't get access to. It was one of the Grand Bazaars. That got, the one Grand Bazaar that got randomly discarded had a victory on we it. Were, we were both kind of in danger of insanity and damage a couple of times, but not that bad. Yeah, I remember from our previous playthrough, like, the damage and horror is, like, pretty tight in most scenarios, or at least in our I feel experience. like once, as soon as you got Gearish out right at the end, which you yeah. just got before the scenario, and immediately we were going to be fine. But yeah. until Gearish showed up on the scene, it was a little bit, it was a little bit dicey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any, any thoughts on this scenario? I, I thought it was fun. It was, seemed like, again, it seemed like a pretty normal-ish Arkham scenario to, to me. Yeah. Uh, I like the, I like the flavor of like, like being chased through the bazaar with the artifact or whatever. We put I, on, we put on some pretty sweet Turkish music yeah. that really helped, I think. And, and I like the twist of like the... We had some kebabs. That's not sure we didn't actually have kebabs, but I, I, I imagined kebabs, you know? <laughs> There might have been some there. Who knows? Kebab, I, kebabs of the minds. Yeah. I mean, was, in a yeah. standard movie scene, you're like running through a bazaar. Usually, like somebody like grabs. You're a, definitely uh, knocking like, over. Well, I think you're knocking over some carts full of fruit, things yeah. of that nature. <laughs> you know, you probably you're maybe like grabbing a kebab as you run, right? Yeah. Tragically, I didn't use dynamite anything in this scenario. So we're that is one true. I, I feel like you credibly threatened it, maybe a little bit. I thought about it. I thought about unnecessarily dynamiting the the Yudoth fun thing. fun fact. In that first scenario, when you asked if I could survive three damage. I was like, does he have dynamite, or is he talking about dark pact? Because it could it could have gone either way, right? <laughs> That's true. Um, just... And I, like at first, I thought dark pact, and I thought, oh, maybe it's just dynamite. So I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't know. That 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 was fun. Seemed again, seemed normal. Um, anything else to say? No, that's all. All right. Uh, see see you tomorrow. Okay, here we are. Scenario three, Dogs of War. Where, where in the world? Where, where are we then? We're in Alexandria, which is we've just found out is the largest city on the Mediterranean coast. Was it also the largest city in nineteen twenty? Whatever we are, probably not. Yeah. But was, I mean, who, who knows? <laughs> um, so th- things are going well so far. We upgraded our decks. I think we're doing okay. Anything? What are we expecting in this scenario? So the path we're doing, uh, we actually are doing the same version we did already. So we are kind of familiar with what's going on. That we're, sucks. we're doing the path where we, uh, I think every choice we like refused to work with the coterie. I think it was happening. So doing this guy, we have to like do the stuff with the locusts, and there's an old man that's holding onto this jar of light desperately. So I think we have to go beat him up and steal it from him. I think that's what's happening. Sounds like we're the bad guys. Mm, nah. Well. Probably only, not. There's only there's only one way to find out. Um, Aren't we like sometimes the bad like almost the bad guys in one or two other campaigns? I guess I don't know. Really? Yeah, that, that's usually not really part of the Arkham Horror card game experience that I pay much attention to. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else to say about Dogs of War? No, uh, I, I don't really remember the scenario much. So I'm excited to see how it goes. I don't remember it at all. Here we go.
All right, so we just finished uh, Agnes's Alexandrian adventure. Uh, how, how did it go, Ben? Uh, I mean, it went well. We did. We did win. It is the. It's the third scenario, both where we, where I've finished with like one health or one whore away from dying, like pretty close. Ah, but that's actually optimal play. It, that's how that's how you're supposed to play the game. It is optimal play. Like think about it. If you make it to the end and you have more horror and, and damage, it means that you committed too much stuff to avoid it, or you you should have played less healing that's stuff. That's technically true. It still feels. It's not just technically true. It's extremely true. <laughs> it you know it still feels a little nerve wracking, which I guess is good. You want a little attention, right? You want you that. Want, you want you yeah. want to have that adrenaline level up there, yeah. right? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like we we got very unlucky near the end where you basically got the thing that like compels you to spend two actions to get mm-hmm. rid of it. It triggered well, at the worst possible time while you were engaged with the big scary guy and he had the buff on him. Yeah. So, so that was you almost got totally wrecked by that. Yeah, it was pretty close. But... Really really bad luck. Um we also the we complained a lot about the card that makes the Claire, what's the guy's name? The Claret Knight or whatever? Claret Knight or whatever. Is it any coterie, any agent? But... The, the thing that makes him shift the keys that are attached to him, because yeah. the Light of Pharos, every time he shifts it, we each have to discard two cards at random, which is so punishing, and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it feels bad. Like, you can ward it, basically, which we never managed to do, or I, I could have denied it and I never had that in hand. And It's just, like, discarding two random cards from your hand is just awful. Yeah. But, uh, what else happened? We did make every single concealed enemy. We got it on the, the first try. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so that was pretty good. It saved us a lot of time. That was really good for us. Um, uh, literally everyone. Yeah. Um, we also, we got all the victory and we delved once. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're doing a lot better experience-wise in this one than I think we I've, were the first playthrough. I feel like the decks are working out pretty well. Like, I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's it's mostly the same Agnes deck I've been playing for like five years, so it's not the most exciting thing in the world, but it's yeah. working out pretty well for me, I think. Uh, the Runed Axe is doing pretty okay, even at level zero. I still haven't spent experience to upgrade it. Maybe eventually. Um, yeah. Well, I'm at five Elder Signs on Zoe that don't do that. I don't need extra damage. So, you know. I think just just to wrap it up a little bit. I think compared to our first playthrough of Scarlet Keys, I'm still having a lot more fun this time. But I think near the end, just the kind of like combination of several completely different types of very punishing encounter cards that you can only interact with in limited ways. It kind of felt a little bit like well we just, we were playing very very well and then we just got a whole bunch of stuff dumped on us that we like couldn't even really react to, so that was a little bit of like oh yeah I remember this happening a lot when we played it our first time, but it's still it's yeah. it's going pretty well it's fine yeah and so. it was, the scenario was the scenario was pretty interesting I guess I don't know any anything else to say mm, nope that's it all right. Okay, we're about to start uh, Argentina. We're rip- Sanguine Shadows. What do, yeah, what do you what do you like, expect from this scenario, Ben? Uh, well, this is one we haven't done yet. Um, it features La Chica Roja, who is not Carmen San Diego, so I'm expecting some shenanigans with that. Um, I want to get I some. Uh, I, I I don't know what you eat in Argentina. I know arepas are from Venezuela. Those are really good. Whatever whatever Argentinian food is at this point in time, I would like to eat some of it. That's that's what I'm expecting. I mean, it's it's possible. I, I haven't looked at the locations yet. Is any are one of them like a famous restaurant? Probably not. They're probably all museums or something. Probably. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect from this one because we haven't done it yet. So well, let's hope, do it. hoping it's a good time. All right, so. here we go.
Okay, we just finished the Argentinian adventure. Sang- Sanguine Shadows. With La Chica Roja. Um, what, what happened in this scenario, Ben? How did we do? Uh, I mean, we, we did well. We didn't die horribly or anything. We were uh, very close to dying horribly. Yeah, well, we, we managed to stop her from getting any of the targets. She was trying to collect three resource tokens, and yeah. instead we obtained the three resource yeah, tokens. Yeah, basically. Um, uh, but, but it was because, dicey. It was close. Yeah, it was very close. We were, we were, we were close to death uh, near the end, and we were playing pretty aggressively to, to, in order to do that. Which mean, but we are playing the campaign where we refuse to work with anybody. So when she was like, "Oh, you should team up with me to fight this guy," we said no, uh, which I guess I'm sad about because I think pretty sure uh, there's like a whole like third act or something if you agree with her. So, oh well, that was a little disappointing. But we we wouldn't have died horribly. You can't you can't it. do everything. Scarlet Keys in its ma- in its majesty makes you play it about ten times to see everything. That right? that kind of so, seems to be what, yeah. what's happening. So I mean, replay value is good. Like it's yeah. fun to have a reason to replay these campaigns, right? That's true. Definitely yeah. true. So. Um, just, I guess I'm sad on our second playthrough that we're not hit, we're hitting some of the same things we did already. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to Marrakesh next, which I think we did first or, or third or something, so it might be different because we spent more time now, so I don't know. But yeah, for this one, I thought it was fine. The The mechanics for like, trying to encourage you to use clues to like peek at stuff and try to figure out where she is is, is kind of a neat neat theme-wise. Um, kind of depends on your investigator as well how, how well that goes. But I, I feel it, it pissed me off a lot. Like, I, I, well, I think what's annoying about it is like it just felt like the mechanics for how you find the res- how you find where she is, were kind of clunky and circuitous. Like, you either have to just you know expose the concealed cards like you normally would, but in this case that, that comes at a really high price because mm-hmm. she attacks you every time you do it. Right. Right. So if you can soak a lot of damage in horror, that's a great way to do it. We could sort of do that, but we like you know you can't do that forever. Yeah. So, so that's the best way to do it, but you can only do it so much. Other than that, it's this awkward thing where you have to collect clues, go to these locations, which each has like a test you can do, and it's awkward. It's like you spend one clue just to do the test. You can spend an additional clue to make the test easier, but then you have to succeed by a lot if you want it to actually be like an efficient, relatively useful use of actions, right? Yeah. And... Uh, and, and each location is different. Some of them have, like, you know, some of them the test is ba- is a stat that we don't have or we're bad at. Yeah. Um, it's just, it feels very, like, it doesn't feel like something that you can just sort of, like, figure out a good way to do it and then execute it. It feels like it's always just kind of a mess. Yeah, it, it requires a lot of running around. Um, I guess we got, we got, uh, the, the first one, I think we got kind of lucky. We exposed it without having to flip them all over. But the other ones, we had to flip most of them over to find where she was. Uh, what I almost I almost thought it would have been great. So I had Peter, although I didn't find him until late, which was really mm-hmm. too bad. If I'd had Peter and Jessica, that actually would have been great for this yeah. scenario. Because um, you had Gearish, which is also good. But we were like trying to t- make sure to trigger Gearish every turn, always putting a ton of stuff on him. I think he died, and you played a new one. Uh, not almost, almost. That was a plan. This we, one we, we were considering it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I think like survivors or in, or end guardians that have a lot of soak or like passive healing probably do pretty pretty well on this because they could just tank stuff in the face instead of getting clues but i I think that's i think that's true but then even then you also have to be able to like easily and efficiently expose the cards in some way as well like there's just a lot of stuff and you need to deal with i think pretty bad encounter cards like the one what was the the card the the card encounter card 
You drew it a bunch. I didn't actually see it, but it's one like makes you discard half your hand or something. No. Well, well, that was a recurring theme. There's a lot of cards that are like, it's a peril and the choices are either a horrible thing or discard half your hand, which is very bad. Mm. But I'm talking about the, um, there's a treachery that attaches to a location. And while it's in play, you cannot spend clues oh, anywhere, yeah. which means a lot of the encounter cards get worse because you can't choose the spend clues mode. And But more importantly, you can't do any of those location tests yeah. that let you expose cards. You just have to deal with that. And the way that you get rid of it is by like doing an investigate and succeeding by two, which is pretty hard for a lot of decks in a lot of situations if it's on a place with high shroud or something. like That just really sucked. Yeah, it would have been very bad if it dropped in like that five shot location or something. I think yeah. we we get to I think it's you got to choose where you put it, didn't you? It was, uh, like you, it was I, some location without a target or something. I think so, but it's just but. it's it's pretty especially like if you were planning on getting a lot of clues. If you were like a solo deck and you were planning to get a lot of clues by playing events that just discover clues or something yeah. like that, you'd be totally screwed. I guess one thing that was a little frustrating with the scenario is you're basically doing the same, like it resets almost completely. That too, you're just, like doing, three the same, times, you're just doing the same thing three times. Which, I mean, the board shifts a little bit, but um, I guess that part isn't as exciting. So I think if it, I think three was fine. If it made us do it like a fourth time, it might have been, it might have yeah. been annoying. But I don't know. Anyway, that, that's basically my take. For, for, for the sake of posterity or whatever, I didn't like the scenario very much after basically having an okay time in the first three scenarios. Yeah. I, I thought it was fine, and we didn't do the, the 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 third act, so I don't know if that would have been cool or not. But yeah, um, you know, maybe maybe next time. All right. Well, we're gonna go to Wawa, and when we get back, we're gonna do another scenario. Yeah. So, Wawa hoagie that's big on bacon. You're in the mood for bacon, so you'll need a BLT hoagie today. There's a hearty hoagie duo at Wawa: ham and turkey BLT and turkey BLT, both loaded with strips of real bacon. Ham and Turkey BLT Classic. Only loads of bacon will satisfy that appetite. Try the hearty built-to-order Turkey BLT or the Ham and Turkey BLT in your favorite junior, shorty, or classic size. Now that's big on bacon. My choice, my Wawa. Okay, well, we, we went to Wawa. We had, we had a great time biking to Wawa. Um, ben, how did the how did the Wawa scenario go for us? Uh, it went pretty good. Uh, we got so we got sandwiches, and the bikes didn't get stolen. So, what was yeah. the? I, I guess in this I guess in this analogy, the sandwich is kind of like the deck of going to Wawa. What was your What was your sandwich deck like? I feel like the sandwich. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, I had turkey and garlic aioli and stuff. You know. Any anything you'd do differently, or, or did it, were you mostly happy with it? I mean, I was pretty happy with it. You have to understand the garlic aioli is like a recent uh, spontaneous. Decision decision to oh, add, add us like a third ingredient to the sandwich so it was, it was a pretty big step and it so paid off so yeah. can we can we imagine more of this in the future might, maybe more we could experiment in the future have you ever tried avocado in any context have you ever I, eaten anything I, that had avocado i think I, I had like guacamole and i feel like i did not like it very much avocado is a very strong sandwich ingredient i think it really it's a very i arguably op like it should maybe be nerfed a little bit it's honestly just so strong i, I could maybe try it again i think um, most places charge like an extra like two dollars for it which is kind of the equivalent of tabooing it like chaining it making it cost extra xp so something to think about it's it's well worth the additional cost i think if you ever have the chance it's good, um, good, good day, i guess so we're, we're we're back we're back from lawa we're about to play dead heat which is a scenario where it's hot and there's zombies right yeah you were mentioning that's, that to me that's what i recall yeah um this one we did in our first playthrough and we found it very 
difficult, I think. It was very difficult. I think uh, I think like Dana and Harrison have also said this was like one of the harder ones for them, and I've seen other people in the community say it's pretty hard. Yeah. And we did it er, we did it earlier on, but now that we're like doing it mid campaign, I think it's like slightly harder, and we barely won it before. So but we also I think generally our decks are better for Scarlet Keys and look like yeah. standard instead of hard, so yeah. maybe it'll go about as well or better. Um, balance out, so we'll see. Im- impossible to tell. Well, uh, what are, what are you expecting from this scenario? What are you what are you looking forward to or fearing? Uh, uh, I'm fearing we're gonna die horribly from an onslaught of zombie damage. But, yeah, that sounds know. right. That sounds right. I think we were trying to remember. Like you said, there was something annoying where the civilians would get auto killed by one of the... the. If you draw the tablet, which we have like four of, the you have to take a damage or kill a civilian or something. In hard mode, you like just had to do both. Yeah, right? like so. the hard mode. There's a couple of scenarios in this campaign. We'll probably we'll probably talk about this when we like talk about the whole campaign. There's just a couple scenarios where. The ca- the symbol tokens are so bad; they're just such a nightmare. Even I would say, even the one we just did. The, the, um, well, that one had the cultist was a minus five, which is it's minus level? five, and there's a failure penalty. I, yeah, this one's a minus four, and if you fail, so like that's like even that's better. Yeah, um, minus five is nasty. Like the 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 symbols are often just completely horrible in Scarlet Keys, along with it, like just everything is really bad. Like the symbols are bad, the tests are hard. You take a lot of incidental damage and horror. Just like like everything is kind of coming at you is what yeah. it feels like. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. We we upgraded our decks. Nothing super exciting going on there. Um, I don't know. Anything else to say about uh, before we no, start we'll, dead heat? We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if we can best Amara off or not. All right, we'll see. We'll see you after we probably die horribly in Morocco. So. So we just we just returned from from Marrakesh. Ben, how did how did Marrakesh go? Uh, I think it went pretty well. It um, went surprisingly yeah. well, right? Um, I feel like it it was scary for like the thing that's really awful about that kind of is the thralls because they spawn anywhere and then they surge and we were trying to keep all the civilians alive, right? Yeah. So like the trick is you already things are already like kind of shaky. Somebody draws a thrall and then another enemy and then like someone else draws an enemy and now you have like three enemies on three different places and you have to go deal with all of them or they'll kill civilians. Right. And we just kind of like, we had like a couple turns sort of like that that we barely managed to hang on and then after it just got a lot easier. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was very good that you had the sword cane to be able to evade tank Amareth like the whole game. I evade, uh, I evaded Amaranth a lot with so the sword cane. That, that was very, because she start because we, whatever amount of time we spent, she started on the board, so... She had to go right to protecting civilians. She's hard to evade. Yeah. But like I got lucky and I got like Peter and a Holy Rosary out on the first turn at base five will, so like mm-hmm. I could pretty much evade her. Yeah. But uh no, I think it went well. Um I mean we, we won with like t- one turn left basically, so but we saved, still still pretty tight. But we saved all the civilians, none, yeah. of, none of them died. Yeah. Um and we also I think we're less close to death than the last couple scenarios. Mm-hmm. So overall I think it went pretty well. We got seven XP, which is kind of a lot. Yeah, I feel like we getting more. We definitely been getting more XP than we did on the hard mode run, but obviously that was the the blind run with no delve. So. There was a little bit of uncertainty at the end. Would we find the delve in time to play it? And we did. 
So congratulations yep. to, to Delve Squad. Um, um, yeah. I don't know. Any anything else to say about uh, Mar- Marrakesh? Mm, I did successfully dynamite a bunch of undead and Amareth at one point. So yeah, that was so, that was good. We definitely good there was a real like, how can we possibly make this dynamite work? Because we know it's going to be sweet if we can do it. Yeah. I do think I man. I think this scenario. This time we knew how it worked, which helped a lot. The first mm-hmm. time we did this, it was really annoying because, like, the thing I hate about this is like, Amaranth is out, and you win when you kill her. Well, you kill her once, she transforms, and you kill her again, and then you win. She's very annoying. Like, she's going to kill civilians and be a huge pain and heal herself and stuff if you don't constantly tank her or kill her. But you can't just like kill her and then go save the civilians. Like, even if you kill her with ten civilians still on the board, they're considered to be like not saved. Like, you don't get credit for it. Yeah, you, you don't get credit for people that like save themselves when running out of the town or whatever. So, you know. so like the way to actually get the best result from the scenario is to like intentionally not kill her for a long time, even though you could, and to instead prolong this crisis that's going on in the streets of Marrakesh so that you can personally get credit for saving everyone, <laughs> and then you kill her. I think thematically that's a that's a struggle. I think mechanically it is obviously more interesting to have her on the board and have to tank her because if we just kill her then it's very easy to just It is. Around, I just right? I wish that the that the uh the Ludo narrative whatever the hell it is had like <laughs> I, I wish that cuz this time we understood what was happening and we were like okay that's weird but at least we understand what we're supposed to do. When we played this blind we kind of like made assumptions about what we were supposed to do and then we were wrong and we felt really annoyed about it. Yeah. But um I don't know. I don't know. It was fun. I think, I think it's good. Um, I think this is one of the, the 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 better half of the scenarios I think so far. Uh, yeah. So. Um, any anything else to say about uh, Dead Heat? No, nothing else on this one. All right, on to the next place. Okay, we just finished Lost in Time and Space. Without a Trace. Uh, what, is that what it's actually called? Yes. Okay, this is the one where you go to space. No, we go to the outside, which is where we are right now for some reason. <laughs> we, we, are, we are currently sitting in, the, in the Ben's backyard in beautiful New Jersey. It's twilight on a nice early summer evening. It's very, very nice. I had to drag Ben out here. Um, what, how, did, how did the scenario go, Ben? Uh, I mean, I, I thought it went... I mean, we, we, we didn't die. You you hadn't done this one before, right? Yeah, this is new. I I liked it. Um, it it I guess it was kind of slow at the beginning because it took us forever to find the actual location uh, that we needed to like advance, and then we like, had like four turns to try to do stuff. It felt like we got a little bit unlucky with the distribution of random locations, and then at the end we were very rushed for time, kind of. Yeah, we we abandoned a victory, so that's that's sort of a loss, right? We really it hurt <laughs> us deeply. We almost we also didn't delve for the first time, yeah. so we kind of failed. That we still got six victory but, total, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, but we didn't die. We got the the. the I think one we escaped with both people. I think our team. This is much better than the Wendy and Joe Diamond duo. Yeah, it's also standard, not hard. Mm. But we, I feel like our weakness is movement. Nobody has pathfinders. Nobody has shortcuts. Yeah. Like nobody can move fast. So if there's a place that's like far away from another place and it has four clues on it, and you just don't have time to get them. There's no opportunity to like go back and grab them later. Yeah. You know? um, so that's too bad. Uh, a lot of hollowing stuff in this one, right? Yeah, this one was interesting because uh, the hollows, like 
you, you they they build up and then to, to actually advance the second act you have to try to find a way to get rid of them so if you've let yourself get tons of hollows then you're like oh gotta do a lot of damage now <laughs> i i mostly thought that was cool i liked yeah. i liked the mechanic of like you it's like discarding a card but you have a chance to get it back later that kind of makes it more well, interesting i like yeah i like to uh, i like it when they kind of turn a bad mechanic into a way you can manipulate it in some way Ex- yeah like, exactly because uh, 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 i don't know how to say her name a leaky the, the leaky the ghost lady or maybe she wasn't a ghost in this realm. She, she lets you like pull hollows maybe back. Maybe we were the ghosts in her realm. So like you could strategically like discard an asset and then pull it back with her. Like, exactly. Like I, it. so I used up a scroll of secrets. I hollowed it and then I got it back with a leaky and played it again. So yeah. that was that was great. Um, yeah, that was cool. I, I think that like when the the mimetic nemesis showed up, we had like a lot of hollows at that point. We had yeah. like thirteen. It was like oh man, we really have to just. We have to wail on this guy. He basically double attacks you every turn because he attacks you. And then he also just, if you're on his space, even if he's exhausted, he like either attacks you or you have to hollow something, which is kind of like he either attacks you or he heals. So that was kind of, that was kind of spicy. Yeah. You know, the ending was really tough. I literally had one health and sanity remaining finishing this one. Um because like i was also pretty low because I, I, I was one one because i had to like run in and fight the golem maker guy the reassembler we didn't have to it's just we won that victory we, so. we did want we did want that victory yeah um but i don't know i, I thought got, yeah i got distracted at some point i had to run across the whole map to fight a victory enemy and then run back to the enemy when it spawned so i thought this one was mostly good there were a couple of the encounter cards that were really annoying were um the one where when you play an event it hollows it but again that could work to your favor if you can like get it back with a leaky sometimes yeah right? and you can kind of play around it you know yeah what we want from account cards is like you know it's a bad thing but there's like a strategic way you can react to it right just like, like uh like oh this happens the ones sad. that the ones that we absolutely hate are the ones where it's just something happens and you don't get any kind of a test you don't get any kind of a choice it's just just something awful happens to you yeah it's way more fun if it's like something that you can play around somehow yeah. so um so and i don't think there was too much of that in this one so lots of goofy space monsters to fight yeah um nothing kind of normal ish just a lot of weirdos yeah um i don't know any anything else to say about without a trace uh this is the first time we like allied with a guy but we also didn't get a uh we didn't get an item or whatever so this is also apparently the first time that you've used the nice little patio and table and chairs in your own backyard that's uh, what you told me a minute ago yeah Okay. Well, you know, Kim comes out here sometimes. I would. I mean, this is really nice. I think you should use it. You could play some Arkham out here if it's not a windy day. That. Well, start with start with like a board game that you don't care as much if a card or two blows away, like a bad board game that you don't like, and kind of work your way up to like an actually good one. You could sit out here with your Switch and play Zelda. That'd be neat. But there's no giant TV out here. I mean, I'm not saying every time you play. I, don't play Zelda, I haven't played Zelda at all in handheld mode. It seems bad. All right, cl- clearly we have some 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 things to work out here. It, believe me, <laughs> listeners, if you're listening to this, if we actually release this, it's a very nice patio. Um, anyway, uh, okay, we're, we finished without a trace. We're gonna make pizza uh, and and hang out, and and we'll probably do one more scenario, and then we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, all right. Bye bye. Boston Johnny. 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 Okay, we're we're back. We we watched the film Boston Johnny, um, which was great. We made pizza. Ben, what did you think of the film Boston Johnny? It was quite something, you know. I, I guess I had a good time watching it. Me, me, me personally, I I rather enjoy this Boston Johnny character. Um, 
And yeah, I think we, we had some chemical assistance that I think enhanced the experience of watching the movie. But uh, all right, so we're, we're, we're back. We're going to do Dancing Mad. This is the Havana scenario, I think, right? Yeah. This is our seventh one? Yeah. And we're still, it sounds like, I this was not the original plan, I'm pretty sure, but it sounds like Ben really wants to do all 10 scenarios. There's like a specific way to do it. And it feels like we're increasingly kind of locked into that plan. <laughs> is, uh, that, is that right? Yeah, I mean, we've, some of the decisions we made already were basically to save some time so we could do that. Okay, so, and we're gonna have to. We're also we're gonna have to like bail out early from the Alaska scenario. I think you said. I think we have to like we have to resign after we get the key. So like I think instead of fighting the boss, maybe I'm not sure. Okay. Well, anyway, so it sounds like we have four scenarios to do today. So that's going to be a lot of work. Um, <laughs> what What are you expecting from from Havana Cuba Dancing Mad? Uh, I remember liking this one when we when we played it previously um i don't remember it at all i think we have the same version because of the timeline that we got to it at so all right i remember there being a lot of concealed enemies um but i mean that's kind of on par for a lot of these scenarios so but i think i yeah i think last time we expertly you know found the thing in like three tries instead of 14 so we'll see we'll see if we can do that again nice let's yeah let's (laughs) let's get lucky um yeah i don't know i think uh decks seem good i don't know nothing, nothing exciting that we upgraded really just good stuff i think I already forgot what I upgraded. Oh, I think I upgraded the Runic Axe. So, oh, all so right. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Seems seems cool. Anything else to say before we do Dancing Mad? Uh, nope. All right, here we go. Okay, so dancing mad. So that was that was fun. I I would say I would say that that had a little bit of a explosive ending, right? Right, Ben. Yeah, I would agree. Um, um, you want to tell people about uh, about what we how, how it went? Uh, so it went pre- went pretty well. Uh, we we managed to keep the concealed cards relative under control, which was good. It, a little spicy at the beginning because we got Doom on Desi while in the shadows, which was which yeah. Was sad, we but... well, we drew two of the card that does that, and we worded one of them, and we immediately drew the second one, yeah. and then we shuffled the deck right after, and we were afraid we were going to draw it like three more times. And we we also had our man in the or the red glove man as one of the early card draws in the in yeah. The he he spawned so. at the beginning. That really sucked. Yeah, but we we figured out how to deal with him, so it was good. Uh, but yeah, we trucked through it, and at the end though, there were a lot of enemies on the board, uh, including two Desis. Uh, but they were all in the same location, uh, basically. Or some of them, some of them got dragged over. Uh, they were hunters, <laughs> including one that God had commanded God, Zoe to kill. Yeah, God did command, and Agnes helped out. Agnes went and picked that one up and brought it. Yeah, over I, I did a little DoorDash for the, uh, the, then, the the enemy that God wanted to kill. I delivered it directly to the Miramar Yacht Club. Yeah, and then you know Zoe pulled out her. Uh, you could call it like a. Maybe it should be like more like a holy hand grenade type of situation. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Holy dina- holy dynamite, you know, yeah. blew them all up. Uh, yeah, we took a little bit of damage. Now, now Ben, I just want to ask, what what reason? I mean, obviously it was cool. It was yeah. obviously fun. What what benefit did we get from this? Did we get extra victory for killing both Desis? Well, perhaps we killed both Desis, which is you know kind of a cool feat. You could say that you could brag about or mark down. Is, is, feet, call- is feet the right word? Because you explained I, to me afterwards that we don't get the victory for both of them somehow. We we do not we do not get the and victory. That, for and both. that this doesn't permanently kill Desi. Like he'll still 
still show up later and try to fuck us or whatever. Yeah, it, it does. It that does seem to be the case. I don't know why. I guess they couldn't fit those extra sentences on there or whatever. But, so basically, uh, this was all for an achievement. Yeah, it was an achievement, which nobody except you cares about. That's that sounds correct. Okay, all right, fine, whatever. You know, it makes me a little happy, Dan. Don't you want me to have a little bit of happiness occasionally? I mean, if if it's necessary, <laughs> like I mean, if it, if absolutely necessary, I guess. Um, let's see what else happened. Oh, I feel like there, it's now almost a subplot. Like I have two upgraded deny existences in my deck now, and I'm just like never finding an opportunity to like actually get a cool benefit out of it. Like, well, some of the scenarios have like discard half your hands, but we don't think I, we've seen a lot those. of a lot of them do. But I, we just I, I we haven't we... seen those since I got the upgraded denies. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding out hope. We got a few scenarios left. Hopefully, I'll have a chance. Um, other than that, I think things went well. We pinged a lot of stuff. Yeah. I started. I saw and vowed you or uh, soothing melody you a few times. I I think we uh, also have like a, a probably an unbroken streak of Agnes getting to one remaining sanity in like all of these scenarios, but then bouncing back from it or staying alive. Yeah. So good good job, Agnes, going almost insane, but not quite. Um, I don't know. Any anything else going on? Anything else exciting? I drew the paradimensional whatever weakness on like the first turn stand together. We both did. That was really annoying. Uh, I mean, mine doesn't even do anything. You don't have it because I have no keys. I have four keys. Because someone stole mine. But yeah, uh, man stole it's just key. a dead card in your deck, which pisses me off a Here, lot. Dan, here's a little bit of joy for you. Okay. One of one of the achievements is to shift five keys in a turn. So if I had had one more key, I would have just gotten that from that weakness. But I didn't, so it was just a waste. But there's also like no that, way we would have. We, we how could we have even gotten five keys so far i don't think we could and have we i mean in this case at, at this point we can't have but we could you know okay well but the thing is not, i could just not use the keys for the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> do you even keep track of the achievements like do you have like a uh, thing the, somewhere the, where you... the arkham cards app has the achievements in it now but i mean so. like that's new like before this did you record what achievements you had and like return to dunwich and whatever uh no probably not so <sighs> all right does that, does, that, um, does that make you happier or less happy? I honestly don't know. This um, achievement is called Porque No Los Dos. Well, that is a good name. I, so, oh. I, I do like I do like that. Uh, anything else we should talk about about Havana Cuba and Dancing Mad? Cuba, no, Cuba I, Libre. I, uh, I I like the scenario. I like the theme of it. Um, I, I like the mechanic, the mechanical use. There's a lot of concealed, but it's like it seemed like we were able to control it just because we have so much pinging power. Um, it it felt like a it felt like a basically a fun normal scenario. I think that all of these. This whole campaign, it just sort of feels like there's always weird mechanics for how you parley and move Doom around and clues. There's always something that just kind of feels like weird going on, mm. but I don't know. It wasn't that weird in this one, I guess. Uh, all right, That's on it. to the next one. Okay, so we're we're on our way to uh, Alaska, United States, North America. Actually, Alaska's not a state at this point; it's a territory, right? Right. Well, yeah. Hawaii wasn't a state till the forties or fifties. But 50s. Alaska was earlier than that. No, they were both the fifties, I think. Right. Oh, Alaska was earlier. No, no, yeah, you, you might be right. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll look it up later. Anyway, yeah, regardless of the political status of the territory <laughs> that we currently know as Alaska, we are there. Um, how's the scenario going to go, Ben? Uh, well, we got here pretty late. We have 30 time, I think, right now, or 31. Um, so which means we start with 6 Doom. Uh, it doesn't give us much time to work with on the first agenda. And uh, according to my... the threshold is 7, to be clear. Yeah, and uh, according to my guide, we're not, we have to, in order to have enough time to do the last two scenarios as well, we have to uh, resign after we get the key. So 
maybe that's not that bad because maybe we're not going to try to fight the guy at the end but we'll still try to get as much victory as we can before before we resign so mm. uh yeah i don't know I, I remember liking this scenario um maybe i'll not like it as much if we just, res- <laughs> just resign yeah i'm, I'm a little uh, we did i think this is one of the ones we liked more in our first playthrough i am a little bit worried that just doing it so late we just, not being able to do the end of it will just kind of it just will just, make it feel a little worse we, well it's not that it'll feel bad it's just like not much will happen but yeah. i don't know i guess we'll be fine anything else to say about uh on thin ice before we start Okay, here here we are on the what river is this? We're on the banks of the. This, yeah, this I, is couldn't, like, I couldn't tell you. This goes like right by your house. You know, you know. Like, uh, why would that mean I know the name of the river? Okay, never mind. We're we're sitting by the banks of a river in New Jersey. Uh, we just went to Wawa again. Um, so we completed we completed on thin ice, right? We did. Well, well, I mean, completed maybe. We completed it for our goal of participating in all ten scenarios and getting as many items as we can. <laughs> so we, we resigned before we got to the part where you have to like trap the void chimera, which we did in our first playthrough and we really enjoyed. Um, big... There's geese honking in the background there's also. The geese of Haddon Lake. Okay, Haddon Lake, okay. I guess you know it's a long thin lake, but sure. The the water's not really flowing, so yeah, I guess I guess lake is appropriate. Anyway, um, so we, I don't know, what what happened? It went pretty fast, it took us like an hour. Anything yeah, exciting? I mean, we, as we mentioned, we start with six doom, so the most you have is like 12 turns if you try to finish it, and we did like half of that, and then we were like, yeah, we're not going to try to, we could have gotten like one more experience if you like got all the way to act four and then got clues and we then did, designed, we, d- we did get all of the experience on the two locations that we mm. could get to. We, there's another one that comes out later that we didn't yeah. get. And we also managed to luckily find both of the victory enemies in the encounter yeah, deck, which, which was nice. That was very lucky because that encounter deck is thick. It is. It's. It's. It, <laughs> that, I think that's the thickest one that I've seen in any scenario. Yeah, like that's it's really huge. weird. Um, which is interesting, I guess. Um, I don't know. I still like that scenario. I think it's good. I wish we got through all of it, but you yeah, know, time. The back half's definitely a little bit more interesting, but uh, yeah, it's, it's still solid. Uh, did anything exciting happen? I, I feel it's, like it's one of the best edges of the series. We 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 hollowed a bunch of cards. Um, did, did anything like interesting or funny or weird happen? Um, oh, right. Was this one where right at the beginning you drew the weakness and all of your? Uh, that was the last one. Okay, never mind. Well, uh, that was that was. I, I did successfully get an achievement in this one that I probably resigned in. I managed to uh, flip five keys, so I got whatever that achievement was. We also drew a ravenous grizzly bear, which freaked Ben out a lot. Yeah, it so was, it was scary. That's why we had to resign. Really, um, it was chasing us down. Right. But, uh, I don't know, I dynamited Thorn. It's always fun to dynamite on my face, you know. But yep. I have upgraded dynamite now, so it was fast. So they didn't get an AOO. It's so, pretty good. Yeah, you, you even thought about putting grenades in your deck, but I think you uh, haven't. Yeah, I, uh, that, for this scenario, there's not very much concealed. I, I don't know. I think that would have been good for some of the early ones, where there's like big clusters of them. Yeah, but I don't know it, if it's as good for the we last just with A lot of the concealed stuff scales with player count. Not all of it, but some of it does. Mm. And I feel like we just, we rarely have more than like, two concealed mini cards on a location like yeah. sometimes we do but not that often so i don't know i think it's most of the bosses at scale the regular ones so i wonder if because we've only played it at two player i wonder if that's like a much less worse uh, like much easier to deal with mechanic in multiplayer i guess you draw more encounter cards so there might be more i think so here's why i think it might be bad i think that with 
a lot of other stuff, the way it scales, like bosses get more health or locations have more clues. And you can solve that by playing things like things that do a lot of damage or extra damage or that get multiple clues none of that helps you with concealed cards that's true so like if you have like an awesome seeker that has archaic glyphs and there's like four concealed cards on the location you're out of luck you have to investigate four times yeah. so that's why I think it might be not super it might not be that much easier you, you, know? can, you can check into AOE things like, like grenades or storm spirits or yeah and you can you can then. try to get a lot of things that are like benefit you when you get you get one clue or that like get one free clue or something but it's it's still tough so yeah. it's hard to say how well the scenarios are balanced around on that. I mean, I feel like all the scenarios we've done, I think we've like, uh, well, maybe not the la- not the Desi one, but all the ones before that, we like won with like one or two Doom left. Yeah, so that means, it, and I don't know if we were lucky or if we were unlucky. To uh, it's true, we've also gotten through a lot of them with you know like one health and sanity left or something. Yeah, but we also play this game a lot, and we're playing I think very good characters on mm-hmm. standard, so like yeah. that, that matters too. So. Um, okay, anything else to say about On Thin Ice? Uh, no, we got out with the glass. But... All right, we're going to eat our Wawa sandwiches, and we will be back to talk about other things. Brotherly love isn't about sharing the same name or coming from the same house. It's about Philly. From Broad Street to the Boulevard, down the shore to Delco, all of Philly. Brotherly love runs deeper. It's about loyalty. It's about a common purpose. It's about knowing what to call a hoagie. It's not a sub, it's a freaking hoagie. A sub is what you get when your teacher's out for the day. One more thing, go birds, baby. All right, we're back again at the same location. We're going to preview our uh, Kuala Lumpur is where we're going next in Malaysia. Yeah. Shades of Suffering. Shades. Okay, so this is one that we, I think, sort of hated, or at least I kind of hated in the first playthrough. Did you hate it? You got to play Halo for like 90% of it. Oh, this is that one. Okay, yeah. I did have a great time playing the first level of Halo Reach, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we, got, we got wrecked at this one when we played in hard mode. Ah, but here, uh, here's the thing. The reason that we got so wrecked in it was because we did it very late in the campaign when yeah. there was no time left. Exactly. And this time around, we're doing it... Uh, <laughs> oh. Hang on, let me check my notes really quick. Uh, very <laughs> late in the campaign where there's no time left. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably going to be the same result, right? Yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, what I remember mainly is just hating the Umbrella Lady very much, and then I got kind of like... I think I had bad luck on one turn, and I just kind of got randomly killed. Yeah, you, you did very quickly. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, we, we have better characters, uh, hopefully... Um, I don't. I don't remember exactly how it destroyed us last time, but I, you know, I'll, I'll see how it goes. I mainly remember, and I didn't mind this because I was having a good time playing Halo Reach. But I remember you just kind of like farting around for like an hour trying to do something and like not really accomplishing anything. Uh, yeah, that's right. Which is fine because like do, soloing a two-player thing is hard. Yeah, right? like, I was trying to like scratch out one more victory or something. I, yeah. I don't. I don't remember if I succeeded. I think I failed. But, yeah, probably. Um, I think yeah. you got close, and then a bunch of complicated stuff happened, and you didn't. Yeah, the I think she spawned and like it was really bad. She's got a really scary umbrella. So yeah, well, um, I'm I'm a little I'm a little worried about this, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, I mean maybe maybe we'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, how how was your sandwich? Good. Yeah, it was a good sandwich. We had snickerdoodles as well. So it's good stuff. I like I like snickerdoodles. Um, all right, see you soon.
All right, we just we just returned from from Malaysia, from the city of Kuala Lumpur. Uh, ben, how did how, how was Malaysia? How did we do? Uh, I, I think it went pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got all the victory. We saved all the ghosts. We got eight victory, which uh, feels insane for Scarlet Keys. Pre- pretty sure no asterisk. Uh, we almost we almost fucked up and uh, yep. had an asterisk, but mm-hmm. I, I caught it. But uh, yeah, pretty good. So compared um, compared to the first time we played this, the aforementioned uh, Halo Reach, uh, whatever. I mean, we, we won this time. Better decks, standard, not hard mode, knew what we were getting into. Still very hard. Yeah, definitely was difficult. Extremely tight. Um, yeah, because we won on the last turn with, like, the last action. <laughs> yeah, although, well, that was, we were trying to get, that was to trying to get I all mean, the victory. God, God and... gave me a mission, and I had to kill this old man uh, in a, uh, who thinks he's a knight or something. Well, and um, then at the but... last, at, so yeah, God gave you that mission, and then at the last minute, you almost, the devil almost gave you another mission to clear your compulsion, which, yeah, yeah. which would have ruined it. So. Yeah, that's, that, that was very funny. That was the best, the, I had compulsion on the last turn, and I needed to kill the Claret Knight, because that was my, um holy mission and he was on a location that had four clues and a victory so i wanted to use two event cards to get those four clues so that's my three actions and meanwhile uh, i i had i had basically killed susan young with shriveling she had like one health left and i was just <laughs> waiting to ping her to finish it off so i had to fight fight the compulsion and i drew the tentacles which initially i thought oh i lost but yeah it was really ten- scary for a minute there tentacles isn't one of the symbols that triggers compulsion that's so true it's not it's it not pretty great um we did we we got we we took the shade reaper at the end which cost us each a physical trauma yeah i'm a little mad about that yeah but now zoe has like six uh six of these keys locked up Ob- obviously so. ben is really happy about this um <laughs> that this is a lot it's a lot of it's a big stack of keys over there yeah um i mean it's gonna be funny when you draw your weakness immediately on turn one again and uh football um i'd like to complain about a few things now the the symbols this the the chaos symbols in the campaign as a whole but especially like this in a couple of scenarios are ridiculous like it's the combination of the campaign basically forcing you to get a ton of cultists and tablets and then making them just absolutely horrific to draw is is pretty is pretty spicy i mean the the tablet wasn't bad on this it was the the so cultist or the skull that was you're, bad. you're right i mean the way it feels to me is like this feels the easy standard side of the chaos thing for this one feels like a hard mode one mm. and the hard mode side for this feels like just an absolute nightmare I mean, I, I, the hard mode one is terrible because all, all the effects are regardless when you draw the token, right? Yeah. Um, but the standard easy is kind of okay. I think it's okay for like a, this is meant to be like a challenging scenario. Yeah. It's a secret one. You got to unlock it. You probably do it a little bit later in the campaign. We you're, did it very late. You're in the right. Campaign, I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of thinking of the last couple scenarios as mm-hmm. much as this one, but, but I guess what I'm getting at is like, I hate the encounter card. That's like all, all bad keys that enemies are holding shift and then surge. Because of course, like having uh, we had the dude out with the thing, and every time that surges, it's like it, it sucks, right? Yeah, that one's rough. Uh, there's, I was gonna say, what's the player on it? I guess get rid of the player at night, but you can't get rid of the boss if it has it, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it should only surge if it doesn't trigger any keys, though. Right, I think I, that'd be a little bit like, less brutal. It, it feels like a lot of parts of this campaign, and it, I mean, I think we're enjoying it more this time than the first playthrough. Yeah, this time, yeah. but it feels like a lot of it is like it's not just that this scenario has something hard about it that is the challenge. It's like every part of it is overtuned. Like mm-hmm. it feels like the symbols are really bad, and the enemies are tough. And their time is extremely tight. 
and like it kind of just feels like everything that can be hard about arkham horror is all hard at the same time yeah and some of it is hard in ways that you can't really interact with or predict so it's just kind of there's just like some randomness in it but yeah definitely more randomness i mean in this scenario we got kind of lucky randomness wise for the with the placement of the three guys though that's true so much Um, like with with wages of sin like we've gotten all the heretics and wages which is a pretty close comparison to this scenario yeah this is kind of like the wages of sin of uh, Scarlet Keys. I agree. Like, Wages of Sin, we kind of joke that you basically need to get lucky in the placement of them to mm-hmm. even have a chance at it, um, which is more or less true, and that matters a lot. Here, we, we got kind of lucky in the way that the ghosts and the kind of actions that you have to take to make them possible to, to free them. Yeah, they were, they were all on the east side of the board, so it was like one space away or a space they were on instead of having to run back to the they were the also side. They were also basically the ones that we were able to do. Like, because some of them are yeah, like an adjo- some of them are like a book test or something that we would have been really bad at. Um, yeah. So we, we we lucked out a little bit there. Um, we also I feel like we maybe lucked out a little bit in the placement of where she was among the concealed cards at the beginning. Mm, yeah, a little bit because we found we you were able to find her um, early, so we didn't have to spend time trying to find, flip the other ones. Last thing that I want to slightly complain about is just the kind of similar to a couple scenarios ago, the one we were talking about, like. Just sort of figuring out what you're actually supposed to do is like a little bit counterintuitive because there's this kind of we took advantage of this thing like the first cycle that she's out the first so the first there's three concealed cards there's three Mm -hmm. ghosts out what you kind of want to do is like basically find her and then just evade her because if she's not in the shadows she doesn't get a chance to eat one of the ghosts yeah and that helps because it's really hard to like find the first cycle that you're trying to save a ghost figuring out which one she's going to eat and figuring out what you need to do to save that ghost and to save it in two or three turns or whatever is like borderline impossible. Yeah, you can't. That's really hard to do. Yeah, um, I think I think because we had played the scenario before, we knew uh, how the mechanic worked, so we could manipulate it. Yeah. Um, the the awkward thing I, I find for this scenario that annoyed me the most is like when you advance the axe, if you do it at like a bad time, you yeah. basically lose a turn. Yeah, you like you because you immediately advance the agenda. Like normally, normally you only have three turns between when she pops out and tries to eat a ghost with her magic umbrella. And if you again, if you do it at the wrong time, suddenly you have like two turns instead of three, and it's just really, really hard. Yeah, I I didn't like that timing part uh, because that felt it's like, all right, we're doing well. Uh, Now we get now we lose a turn or two because we did so well. And meanwhile, throughout this, you have some encounter cards that just really get in your way, and like the last thing that you want to hit in a scenario where time is really tight is frozen and fear or uh dissonant voices or the new version of frozen and fear which is basically just more copies of frozen and fear right so like it just (laughs) be the one that like makes it so you can't do two reactions in a row or uh yeah or the one makes us both lose an action because her her key (laughs) makes his action yeah we kept just like losing actions to that also at a crossroads let me let's say i'm having some second thoughts about at a crossroads well i don't know maybe we'll get into that i yeah we might talk about that later but uh we're we're going really long i don't know i mean that was that was exciting and fun i'm still like kind of annoyed at this scenario but i'm happy that we did it mm-hmm. yeah. so that's kind of how i feel about it. i think it's a, left a much better impression i mean dan obviously again died the, died immediately the first <laughs> well was it better more fun than halo halo is really fun okay i really really like <laughs> playing halo i mean i like this game too but man i love playing so like halo. the time experience of like you playing the scenario the first time dying and then playing halo versus the time experience of playing this whole scenario i living i would no your, i would absolutely still pick this one because i was really pissed at how it went the first time <laughs> <laughs> but uh see the, the problem is you can't really do a podcast about halo like i guess you could but like 
It's not like they just put like, out a new Halo game every year. Yeah, uh, isn't, like, isn't there a bad Halo TV show or something? You could do a podcast about that. I think there is. I didn't. Well, I'm not gonna watch it. I don't care about that. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't uh, watched either. So. Yeah, I don't know. All, All right, right. Well, anyway, uh, let's. So we'll, we'll be back in a little bit to talk about the final scenario. Yeah. You. Humanity's best weapon. Master Chief, huh? The Master Chief was enhanced and trained for one purpose. To win this war. He and the other Spartans are our only effective weapons against the Covenant. Master Chief recovered something. Sacred ring. Halo. Okay, here here we are at the Congress of the Keys. Final scenario. Ben, ben what do you think about these clowns we got in Congress? Huh? What, what do you think about? What, what, I I, I the thought 1920s. Um, <laughs> yeah. What do, what do you think about they the? Must have been doing okay, right? What do you think about we Woodrow? Drawing. What do you think about <laughs> Woodrow Wilson and the progressives? Everyone was pretty happy in the 20s, right? You know, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know I if see, I would. I assume the decisions they made in the twenties caused the uh, act, the entire World War II. But I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily <laughs> put it that way. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, so this is the last scenario, right? Yeah. And this is it's, this is going to be. A, we think it's going to be a different version of it from what we did in the last. Yeah, time. I, I set it up already. So the we have a different version at least for the first part because we have the, the we knew we found out who the real red the real red glove man was. He came and showed up and he he exposed the fake. So. We got we got the whole team on our side, and that's that's because we did without a trace, right? Yeah, and yeah. Succeeded which this, the secret hidden scenario. Yeah, so so we have like a, a million allies and a million keys. So hopefully that all helps us. This is just a giant pile of dudes hanging yeah, around. I know, there's so many cards. Ben is me. pushing around like a shopping cart full of miscellaneous <laughs> magical trinkets. Um, uh, yeah, we'll see this go. I, I'm ex- I'm expecting this to be really hard because it was very hard for us mm-hmm. the first time around. Uh, this is obviously standard difficulty, better decks. We kind of yeah. know what we're in for, but still probably pretty tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, see how it goes. All right, here hopefully, we go. Hopefully, we save the world. Here we go. We just finished. Uh, what was it called? Congress of the Keys. The clowns. Yeah. <laughs> this, this clown Congress, Ben. Yeah, they were a clown Congress. They were infiltrated by uh, by by fools um, that, that were deceiving them. Yeah, but uh, but we we did pretty well, right? Yeah. I I felt like we we crushed it. Uh, it was it was really pretty easy actually. The having like a hundred allies piled up so that I can just shift the keys willy nilly to do all the nonsense, so I don't care about you, the guy attacking you us. You just did a, great. You just did a ton of shit with all the keys and everything. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I also like. I mean, so most of it was pretty standard. Like finder it was kind of lost in time and space meets concealed cards, or like mm-hmm. before the black throne with concealed cards type stuff. Where it's like. 
you find your way through an alien landscape by pinging cards and like you know yeah. well, it was fun I'm not, I'm not trying to like diminish it but um at the end you fight the mimetic nemesis which is like hard and interesting in a cool way because you basically have to kind of like try to get rid of some of his decoys so you can actually hit him yeah and we got i don't know if we got lucky but we had a bunch of keys that were ready to be shifted <laughs> I mean, I I was keeping them on shifted. I, the stupid weakness uh, reset them all a couple times, but I, I got them back. And then, uh, yeah. When, so when we did this previously on hard mode, here's what I remember. We were much worse at fighting things. We had outsiders everywhere. One of the tokens was you auto-fail if there's an outsider at your location. Mm-hmm. So we just failed a lot of stuff. And we weren't as good at pinging, at pinging stuff. Like To the extent that we were able to win, which was very lucky in our first playthrough, it was mostly off of like beat cop pinging shit. And this time we were both able to just like quickly, quickly kind of reveal the concealed cards. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the uh, part of scrolling through it is my deck. Some of the allies I get gave me even more draw in combination with you, the Twisted Antiprism, and I have a got a bunch more draw cards in my deck. So you I drew was, like a million and a half cards. I cycled through my deck three or four times <laughs> as a guardian, which is, is dumb. <laughs> like, it's dumb. Uh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, though, I definitely, I insisted, Dan desperately wanted to help, but I insisted on justifying the runic axe and my dynamite uh, with some vicious blows to kill the guy all one hit after we had gotten rid of all the decoy cards. I mean, so. I, I, I didn't really care. I was just like, we could easily just like ping and hit him a couple times and win. Because you don't have to like actually do 12 damage to him. You just have to like, once all the decoys are gone, you just have to ping the decoy like three times and then hit him once or something. But but sure, you know, di- dynamite, right? Yeah. Well, the, 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 when you attack it, you pick one, you just get to do the damage, so you don't even have to flip it every time. Yeah, exactly. So, so Good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it's not like every time he takes damage, you add another decoy if there's less than that, two I, Yeah, I checked that. It didn't didn't say you added more again. So. I mean, I think it's supposed to be it, it's supposed to be hard to get rid of the decoys. It, was, it, was still, it wasn't easy. It was sort of easy for us because we had so many keys and we kind of knew how it worked. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. It was it was fun though. I guess it, it, so. You were were you a little bit disappointed that apart from that opening section and getting all the coterie guys on our side, it was pretty much the same as the previous. Yeah, movie? like the story was slightly different. I guess I was hoping the some other part of it would be different for for doing the without a trace first, but yeah. it was just the opening, uh, which again it gave us all the allies to play with. Which when we played it the first time, we had like one maybe I don't remember. <laughs> it was fun to have the two different red glove men in play. That yeah, was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, what any thoughts on the resolution or epilogue or anything? Uh, I mean, it was all about the same. It, uh, ours was slightly different. We we didn't do enough things to make uh, get hired by the the commission or the foundation or whatever it was. Yeah. Because we did some other the, stuff. The cell. Yeah, so we uh, we got a ticket to wherever we want, and then she said never talk to us again. So, <laughs> so yeah. just just to summarize and kind of remind everybody, so we picked a very specific route and series of outcomes mm. to do all ten scenarios. We think this is maybe the only way to do all ten scenarios. I think there was like one other path, but this one I did this path because it did the two we hadn't done sooner. Yeah, just in case we ran, we didn't know much. We didn't know if we actually could get them all done this yeah. weekend. So, because so. so we were we were like kind of locked in in terms of what resolution we were going to get just by doing that. I think. Yeah. Well, um, so we succeeded. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I don't know. So okay, let's see. So overall, overall thoughts on the campaign after our second playthrough. We're, we're going to do a podcast about this with Dana soon, which this will maybe be part of. But like, just off the cuff, like quick thoughts about it. What do we think about it this time? Uh, yeah, I feel like I enjoyed it more this time. I I had a better idea what was going on, even though I was speed reading the text. Uh, I, I think just 
Anyway, playing with actual cards, it, I I agree, it's, is a better experience. It's so much better. My eyes like table. I'm so glad Tabletop Simulator exists. We just had a pandemic and everything. People who work on it are great. It's really impressive. But like when I'm trying to figure out a scenario that I don't know that's complicated, and I'm just staring at a screen with a fake table on it and cards, my eyes just glaze over and I just like want to fall asleep. Like I don't. Just somehow like looking at actual cards like makes it way more. It, it's just way better. Yeah. So. But I mean, um, yeah. Over, I mean, overall, I still enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I guess I liked having someone say, "Hey, here's the, here's the path you should do," and so I didn't have to think about it because uh, I did spend many hours trying to think about it <laughs> to figure out. Oh, we you, should go to these places. You, you definitely did. Yeah, you spent a lot of. You also kept like asking me about it, and I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, so, so maybe it's just a a, a decision. Uh, what's the thing when you have like too many decisions and you can't make one? Decision paralysis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's basically kind of what happens a lot. Which then, is probably the name of an encounter card somewhere in some campaign. Um, yeah, like a peril, uh, like a peril with like five modes or something. If not, yeah. if that doesn't exist, they should make it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess what, what I kind of think is like, I definitely parts of this were really cool. I definitely had a much better time with it this time. Still, probably not one of my favorite campaigns. I think what I would, the way I'm going to think about this going forward, like if we're picking a campaign to play, is I'm fine doing this. I wouldn't mind doing it three or four players sometime just to see mm-hmm. how it is, and I wouldn't yeah. mind like doing actually trying to do the full. Um, what was the, the scenario that we had to quit early? Sanguine Shadows. Yeah, it would be fun to try the full version of that at some point. But kind of like Circle Undone, Circle Undone, but even more so, I really think you've got to pick specific decks that are tailored for this. Mm. You want pings and encounter card resilience and will, I think, a lot if you can get it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a handful of agility and, tests. And too. damage soak, like damage and horror soak also. It, yeah, it definitely feels like there's a lot of damage and horror uh, coming out. Because so, because we yeah we barely survived a lot and that was with like some cancels and, and I I also like we we typically play on hard most of the time like if we were gonna go play Return to Carcosa or something we'd probably play it on hard this one I would really much rather play it on standard because mm-hmm. some of these scenarios the symbol the symbol symbol card on easy standard it feels like hard expert and on hard expert it feels like impossible yeah like because when we did this on hard the final scenario like. There, there's a ton of each of each symbol in the bag and you can't really avoid it and one of them is like you auto fail there's an outsider in your location and one of them is like minus eight so that that basically just feels like expert even if you're playing on hard so i think that that's my take is like if you typically play on if you typically play on standard maybe play this on easy if you typically play on hard maybe play this on standard or at least think about it yeah it, it did feel a little bit harder in that respect uh compared to other past campaigns I wonder if they like compensate a little bit with like the giant card pool where they feel like they need to make the overall campaign harder to, to balance it out. But it, it's possible, but at the same time, they have to design these so that you can play it if all you have is like the core set plus this box. That's the theory. I don't <laughs> like I don't know their sales numbers, but I sort of suspect the people that buy campaigns like after they bought the core set kind of are people that maybe go like mostly all in. <laughs> yeah, I I think that might, and I hope that is true because honestly, so I remember when we were talking about Edge of the Earth, we were discussing like, would we recommend this to somebody as the first thing they should get? Mm. And my thought was like, absolutely not, because just the complication of like which scenario to set up and all the different like it's 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 more complicated to set up these all in one box campaigns and to to work through them than to just do the old ones. Mm. Um, not not the the repackaged all in one box like Dunwich and Carcosa are fine. I'm talking about like Edge of the Earth and and Scarlet Keys. This one even more so, in addition to the fact that it's like you have to figure out what to do next and how to navigate your way through all the scenarios, it's also just it's it's pretty hard. 
and the mechanics are really complicated. So th- they almost should have put like an expert sticker, like a, a, a advanced player sticker on this or something. And like, do not play this as your first Arkham campaign. Play through like Dunwich and Carcosa and Forgotten Age before you even think about playing this. Yeah, I'd agree. I would, uh, I mean, I guess another topic, there is a lot of story text. And oh, really? Maybe, is there a lot of story maybe text? Maybe an improvement in this is because I summarized it all for Dan and just kind of sped read it to that myself. Was, that was a huge improvement. I, thank you very that. much. That was, I appreciated that a lot. Because um, they're, they're, I still I like most of the story text. There's just a lot. Like, they got to trim it down a little bit. There's so much, yeah. Like, the ratio of playing time versus story text reading time is not, not supposed to be it's, what this is. It's not that the story text isn't interesting and good. It's just that... When you're all like sitting around a table kind of itching to get started and play the game and you're like, oh, I want to play this game, I want to draw some cards, I want to fight some monsters. Yeah. Just like sitting and listening to text for like 10 minutes, it just feels like a, it's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah. So I, I hope future campaigns maybe tone it down a bit. Like the, the Carcosa, even Forgotten Age amount of story text is, is more where I think I'd prefer yeah. in general. Maybe occasionally there's a little bigger burst, like one scenario or something. I'm, but I, I'm with you there. And I, I think some people, I mean, some people are probably into this, but I, it seems like, I don't want to like, you know, uh, you know, speak for the whole community, but like if you go on Reddit or on the subreddit or something, it feels like overall most people had a similar reaction of like, wow, there's a lot of story text in this. Yeah, and I, I think those communities lean more towards we like the, all the story text and the flavor, yeah. but I think I'll, I got the impression I was getting, at least from the people that commented and stuff, was like, yeah, there's a lot in this. Yeah, because we're maybe a little bit too much. We're, or at least uh, as a podcast, like we're a little bit more on the kind of like gameplay, like mechanics end of things, at least a little bit. I mean, you, I mean you, Dan definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I but mean, I mean, like, I think I'm in the middle, and, and Dana likes the story text more. Maybe I think but. I think it's true, but I, I think all of that that's among ourselves. But like compared to the kind of like the people on the Arkham Horror Facebook group or something, mm. you know. Um, because there's there people that like play it on easy or whatever, and they're like just playing it for the story, which is totally cool. But you know, I'm saying like even even they might find a little bit too much story text in this one. Um, so we should we should wrap up. But last thoughts, I guess thoughts on uh, the decks we picked or any particular cards. I was gonna I was gonna point out a couple of cards that I've maybe reevaluated my stance on a little bit. Uh, um, I I really liked the runic axe. It seemed good. Um, I went kind of hard into it, and I think most scenarios I drew it, like, re- there was, like, one scenario maybe I didn't draw it pretty early. The rest of them I had it out pretty soon, so I was able to use it the whole game. I, I eventually upgraded it to get two charges back every turn and, like, be able to spend multiple charges on the same thing. And I even got, like, glory or whatever to occasionally heal with it. Um, but I never ran out of charges. Uh, well, I went down to zero, but didn't... And it was it, never at a point where it's like, oh, I'm out of charges and I'm sad. It was... It, it filled itself. It seems strong. My only thinking is, like, once you put that much XP into it, you kind of have to compare it against, like, the hammer and the flamethrower and, like, the other really high XP weapons. So, like, is is it as good as those? Is it, like, a little better? Is it a little worse? Like, what do you... What I mean, do you how much damage does the hammer do again? Three. So... Yeah, because with the next axe, it has the potential to be a five damage attack. That is good. Um, and then it like, can refill itself. The hammer, but it, it, the charges refill. The hammer is like three and then two, two, right? It's like three once per round. Yeah, uh, like yeah, that's that's true, actually. So, like, the runic axe is like pretty good for like bursts of damage, but it, because you can also control it and like do, oh, I just want to need to do two of this attack, it's, it's really versatile in that respect. I think you kind of sold me on it. It seems good. But, Any, yeah, yeah. Any any other cards? Uh, did I use anything else that was new? <laughs> um, I feel like uh, you probably well. We I did some Garrosh. Well, I, I was, was going to say I feel uh, like we we really proved the, how incredibly good Garrosh is. Garrosh is good. I mean, I, he didn't heal nearly as much as the previous campaign we played with him, just because the. Um, I feel like it felt like he healed a lot. Yeah, he definitely healed a lot. 
he got capped a lot and occasionally he had to tragically die so his brother <laughs> so his brother Goresh could come out after a, a quick speech yeah you know, but, yeah sometimes we had to we had to do an uh, unusual gambit in those lines i guess um, I, didn't, I didn't really use any other newer cards i mean ever vigilant four is still good on my stricto plan i think um, one thing that we should maybe mention is that we both had pretty efficient decks xp wise we didn't need a ton of it because we expected to not get a lot of xp I, because it's scarlet keys uh, yeah i was expecting to get like 30 35 but yeah we with 57 like i i I ended up and, and most of maybe? the last like 20 of that for me was pretty much gravy like yeah, i was pretty fine at like 30 ish um because you can there's definitely like there's secret decks and like joe diamond and rogue decks and things where like you really want like 55 xp before it kind of gets going yeah. um so we i think you're, you're better off not playing those um any other any other cards uh not much else i mean obviously i used i had all the had a bunch of the keys i had six of them that oh, stupid yeah. clarent knight guy stole one of our keys at one point you definitely got to enjoy uh how much fun yeah. the twisted anti-prism is the anti-prism is great it's a really fun little mini game that rewards you with cards which is basically the perfect thing it, to have it's great some of these are kind of just one-ofs i'm uh the the the, the reaper the the umbrella the magic umbrella that eats ghosts yeah, uh, it got flipped over by my weakness, and then I never flipped it back because <laughs> the cost is we all lose an action. It seems really bad. And, I mean, the other side of it sounds cool, but it's like a one-off. It's like the the Eye of Ravens, which is like a one-time yeah. base six or whatever. I mean, the, so. the reason the reason the prism is so fun is because the way that you you shift it back to its stable side can be played around so it becomes like a fun game where you try to do it as much as you can yeah and most of the other ones the penalty for flipping it back to its stable side is so bad that you just never want to do it yeah so the the, the stable glass we like there were sometimes the yeah. stable glass and the weeping lady both like and the flower uh and the flower the, the flower is like the second most fun one because that also you can sometimes like hit an enemy for a little bit and then heal it you know yeah like if you're gonna do extra damage anyway you can yeah. heal it or ping or something and and to be fair i think the design space for these it's probably hard to make one that's like fun like the prism without being too good so yeah. that's totally fine the and there's a couple we didn't even see because there's yet more different paths that you can like try to collect all 10 of them yeah uh but yeah it requires you to go do different do different 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 choices um yeah so we didn't even see the ones that weren't just rewards from the scenarios um like the the desi scenario the, the reward for that one you have to like wait five days and go somewhere and get it <laughs> the other two i think you just have to go to certain locations and talk to people or something but well there's still yeah there's still more replay value there's so, still more keys you can try to find you can try to do the upgraded the real version of sanguine shadows like there's still things we haven't seen in Sorrow yeah um, I, I i think we've seen most of it like uh scenario wise yeah like th this final scenario has three versions but i guess it's just the first act that changes so it's like yeah and the the one with the, the stupid claret knight that also has three versions that we've only done the one version of and i think the other two i think might be more drastically different like i think one of them you have to interest you have to like defend the key locus seems monsters. like it seems like if yeah. we were going to do this again which i'm not in a huge hurry to do mm. it would be like try to do a different version of that try to f see at least one new key and try to play the the ending of sanguine shadows would be yeah like the three things on my list i'm mad about this in shadows still yeah um because that that was very hard. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. If and very could, and very and, cool. And we got a little bit of luck. So I yeah. think we would go in with hopefully good decks. Yeah. So a, a, a couple things about my deck really quick. I guess first off, Agnes is awesome. She's very good for this scenario just because I think her playstyle lends itself to having healing, which is good because you're going to take a lot of hits and just being able to ping the concealed cards is really really good. Um, so I put a Earthly Serenity in my deck. Never got a chance to play it um, for card draw. Because Mystics don't have a whole lot of options, and I didn't want to play Arcane Initiate, um, so I had two. Um, I had two Scroll of Secrets, 
And it was actually really good. The hybrid one I started with, and that's basically just like a click and a resource to draw three if you're not using your hand slot over draw three like over a period of time, um, which was already like okay. That's sort of like a you know uh, um, what's the secret one that draws three preposterous sketches. It's yeah. like that level kind of. The upgraded purple one though, it's like draw four instead. And the fact that you can look at the top card of your deck and discard it. If you have very annoying weaknesses in your deck, which Agnes does with Dark Memory, um, and my basic weakness was Haunted, which was also pretty annoying, like you're not always going to be able to to freely get rid of it with Scroll of Secrets, but just being able to do that sometimes turns it from like draw four into draw four with upside, which was really good. So I was happy with that. The other card that I played for draw was at a crossroads, which I think over the course of the campaign, I kind of went from being like, oh, this card is fun and pretty good to I just hate this card. Uh, like it's not um it's not bad like it's good in some ways but it's just there were so many times when we drew it and we really neither of us wanted to do either mode yeah like like a lot of times you have one thing in your hand that you really don't want to lose so you don't want to pick the take an action and discard a random card mode but and a lot of times you really need all your actions this turn like it's like it's like a like a preposterous sketches that forces you to play it at a certain time is actually pretty bad yeah i feel like the the one that gives you an extra action, maybe the cost, if it was like discard two cards or just even discard like, discard four cards, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they, they value an action more than three cards, maybe? I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Because it's a random card, it's just like, oh, this is really bad. Yeah, it, and it was never a disaster for us, really. It was just, it was always like an extra thing we had to think about and make decisions about at a time when we were already like maybe under the gun a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for Survivor, like a Survivor that like, is playing like a discard deck or whatever yeah. it might be a lot better for them because they might be like oh, I don't care about discarding this stuff yeah I, I think the main thing is like I wouldn't be excited to play it again in a deck like this but I also don't know what I'd replace it with because you do need card draw like I drew more cards in this Agnes deck than I typically do in a Mystic deck and yeah. you know I might I honestly might play it again just because I might not be able to think of anything better so I mean there's the ally that lets you like when you draw it you can tuck it and then pull it up, up later but that might not be that's Agnes, not, Agnes range that's not worth it yeah. um, I guess the last thing I would mention quickly is so I played the new this is something we didn't talk about in the Scarlet Keys cards episodes but I played the upgraded uh, Uncage the Soul in this, the level 3 version, mm -hmm. which is really great because it just lets you either reset a spell you already have by basically trashing it and then replaying it um, tr you know, trashing it to your heap and then reinstalling it out of your heap uh, in in the parlance of our times. Yeah. Um, I'm very surprised it lets you like discard first and then play because that's. Uh, but it's it's level three. It's not that weird. Like yeah. that's that's a pretty typical like you know magic card type like, thing. Or or, and also reduce the cost with three. So yeah, it, it's pretty it, good. It like Uncage was already like a borderline playable card, like a, a fairly okay card, and this just makes it I, basically it's either an old Uncage or it's like a recharge level four kind of. Yeah. So that's just really good. Um, I would I would definitely play that again. I think that's almost like a mystic staple, I would say now, if you if you have the XP for it. If you're doing like asset asset heavy stuff. Which, yeah, which which usually you are. So um I don't know. Any anything else we should say? It's uh it's it's evening in, in Philadelphia in Philadelphia, New Jersey. Um we're gonna go we're gonna go get some pizza probably. I got bad news for you, Dan, about the location of Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you didn't know what the what the lake was called. You're not. Yeah, a, but you're what, not, who knows what a lake is called? I, I know what lakes are called sometimes. Okay. All right. Anything else? To, anything else to say? Scarlet Keys complete. Good job, Ben and Dan. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Bye, everybody. Bye.